0: Hello, welcome to Mended Teacups Home Ed Podcast. Artist uh, Molly here, and Helen and myself are sitting here in our separate homes with our separate cups of tea, um, ready to chat a little bit about our home ed experiences. Helen, go ahead and tell us what we're going to be chatting about today.
1: Today, we're going to talk about the great outdoors and encouraging our children in a love of nature and how we've incorporated that into our home ed journey. Now, I'll say that from the outset. I'm often very inspired by other people doing some very intentional nature studies with their children but for us it's never been a particularly formal part of our education. I love the outdoors but I haven't really slotted it into my daily tasks with my children but Molly how about you have you done it formally informally how how do you incorporate nature studies?
0: Well to be honest Helen very very similar to you in fact Um, I think very informally we've Um, because it is, I guess, one of my really deep-rooted passions. I just, we grew up in the countryside, and although I lived in different cities for quite a long time in my young adult life, I would always head for the parks, and you know, whenever I feel the tension rising, the first thing I want to do is just to get out and walk, and so it is, it's just a complete love that I have, and so our first two children were little boys who were incredibly energetic and they just absolutely if they didn't one of them we didn't go out walking every day he would literally be climbing the curtains so so we did lots and lots of walking we live in the countryside we'd every day come rain or shine you know all the full waterproofs on and we'd go walking and and i so i think i think uh, initially our nature study developed very I can say organically through that, just because we'd go out and we'd see things and we'd bring them back, and we'd have a look and we'd have some of those, you know, nature spotter guides and we'd look at those. The boys uh, loved doing projects; they're quite kind of fact project orientated. So we we often did kind of projects, you know, like wildflower projects or tree projects, or um, and they would just kind of make it up. And then it was only later on, actually. When the boys were a bit older and the girls were younger, I started reading about the Charlotte Mason method, who I had never heard of her before. And and it was suddenly like, oh my goodness, this is actually a, a, an actual theory, you know, an education philosophy that lots of people use. And, and um, this is kind of something that I've been doing, but feeling almost like it's a bit of a guilty secret kind of thing. Like this is what we do a lot of time doing, but actually it's not real school, and, and i probably better not tell too many people about it, <laughs> because this is what we just love doing and including that is you know we do lots of gardening and just walking in the woods and all sorts so um so that was that was initially so and we we have now i've become a little bit more intentional about it, but um but that was initially for for years it was just like that, it was just a big part of our life, just simply because i I, I love being outdoors, so I think that just kind of grew from there so how, how about you?
1: Yes, I've always enjoyed being outdoors. I'm not very green-fingered. I don't really know what the names of the birds and the plants are that I'm looking at, but I love being outside. I love being walking along next to a river, or under the trees, uh, soaking it in. So like you, I like the, you know the children have loved being outside. There's been a few things we've done over time. We used to enjoy watching country file so one time we made our own down end file about our local area we looked at some of the local rivers and the local and the the local uh, greenery and made up our own sort of television program about what we saw and what we did we've been out for a an a to z treasure hunt before now as well what can we find out in the open air to fit with each of those letters yes nothing formal particularly but i've just tried to encourage the children look around and enjoy what they see And now that we live with the woods right behind our house, right here next to us, uh, we're so, I'm so grateful for that and encouraging the children. And they have developed their own interest in looking at what there is out there. And uh, one of my daughters particularly really does like going out for walks and then she will tell us what she's seen when she gets back. And she's quite good at looking them up, trying to find out what it is. She and my husband particularly will see a bird and try and find out what kind of bird that is. And they'll remember it as well, which is not what I'm very good at doing. So it's developed, I suppose, from that kind of informal, isn't nature amazing? You know, isn't God's creation fantastic? And just that general excitement and interest in the world around us has become something that they they are interested in. Mm,
0: that's lovely. I, I think you've mentioned something that's so key there, actually. It's just something that you've just enjoyed. And when they were little, you've just enjoyed getting out, and actually, you've had lovely dogs fly from you. So that's lots of <laughs> dog walking um, being out. And I think that that's one of the, the whatever, whether we completely do it in a relaxed way like that, or or whether we do it in a bit more structured way. I, the key is, I'm quite sure, is just simply being out there and enjoying it and letting them sap it in and and really interestingly once I discovered that it was actually an educational philosophy and and it was it was allowed to do this (laughs) I suddenly started getting really keen and I thought right then (laughs) we will put this in we'll do nature study one one morning a week and actually from completely loving being outside you know loving being outside and just going outside my daughter's like oh no it's not nature study is it (laughs) and I thought Right okay I think we better just go back to how we were doing it. So what we've settled in with the rhythm now that we use is um, because it's something we enjoy we actually start every Monday morning with nature study although it's actually it's the inside bit of it so it's just reading so um, I use because I like it um, I got a second-hand copy of the Country Diary of an Edwardian Lady which is an old, old book. Um, it's got beautiful pictures in. So we use that. Um, we use a kind of slightly more up to date, kind of modern picture book, nature book. I quite like using the um, Ladybird What to See in Spring, Summer, Autumn, Winter. Again, they're outdated, but they're so detailed. Um, and we kind of use other. We use you know so other other books as well. I've got some lovely tree books and from the Eden Project. And and we so we just kind of sit and we read a little bit and we talk. It's quite interesting to talk about. Well, this was a hundred years ago, so what's it like now? How the weather patterns have changed. So we sit, so we do we do that, and we I didn't use these with the boys actually, but um but I learned almost all of my flowers with the uh, Cicely Mary Barker, the flower fairies, and the girls love those, so that's been a really good excuse to start using them again. And so we often read a couple of those poems and choose those. So that's just that's the inside bit that we like doing, and then obviously we just we carry on going out for our walks and then there's a lovely curriculum which i would really very much recommend to anybody called exploring nature with children by Lynn Seddon and again I've kind of only looked at it in the last sort of few years but I think she's been going longer than that and it's just beautiful and actually if you I, I tend to just dip into it and and see what she's kind of put for that for the next few next few weeks and think well we could do this we could do that so I sort of pick and choose a little bit you could actually use it completely as a as a complete a week you know weeks worth of activities it, it's just absolutely jam-packed full of things it's beautifully done um and there's activities as well as kind of the biology behind it and and a poem to read and some artwork to look at and it's really lovely so i'll we'll put the link for that on that would definitely if you're kind of wanting to find your way with this that would be and it's not something that comes kind of naturally that would be my number one go-to so Yeah. yeah
1: i've seen several of my friends using that very successfully with their different children and you know instagramming or blogging about today we're in this you know this season we're doing that and then and that's quite nice because then they connect up with other people who are following that same pattern and everyone's looking at hedgehogs this week or whatever it might be. (laughs) I was interested to see when you're saying about poetry, we've got a lovely anthology. I can see it on my shelf just now, which is the RSPB anthology of wildlife poetry. We loved reading through that because that gives you another in on how other people see the world around them and just little note, you know, noticing certain details about certain birds or animals that they see or the trees and I was hoping, I had planned that we would read that and use that to inspire us to be artistic and poetic. It didn't quite take off in that way, but we did really enjoy the poems that we found and committed a few of those to memory because especially the short, funny ones, <laughs> they make you see the nature that around you in that way, don't you? And it's quite good because you can read that poem and then see, is that is that your experience of the birds and animals that you see? Can you, you know, can you picture the worm that they're talking about in this poem or the hedgehog or whatever it might be? Um, so we really enjoyed that poetry book. And uh, yeah, that was a good, good addition to our collection.
0: That was interesting you say about books, because I, I've also, I think another, exactly, I think that's a really good point, because another way in, and especially if it's a little, if, you know, where you're living is a, a little bit, it's a bit further to get out into sort of the wilds or even into a park, you can, I, th- I think we could develop a, a love of nature, actually, just through reading as well. And I'm just trying to think of books like, actually, we were talking about The Secret Garden, you know, that that's the most beautiful book to read, isn't it? You know, all about this garden waking up. And I'm trying to remember some of the other books I've read. We'll put them down. Like There were little things like Brambly Hedge and some of the other Alison Utterly books about Mole and and Wind in the Willows. But I think there are books which, are, which can be used as a way in to loving nature and also in different parts of the world. I remember when we kind of read Heidi and, and the other ones kind of Heidi Grows Up and, and they're just the descriptions of the Alps and they're just, that's just so beautiful. We're wanting most water instill a love of nature and a, a love of God's creation then I think reading it as well as just being out and just enjoying it, reading as well can also instill that too and spark the imagination.
1: Yeah, definitely. My daughter's been enjoying looking at just the birds and the beasts that come into our own garden. She's been watching the bees that come to our different plants And she started noticing that different bees were different colours. So that made her then look it up and discover there's far more species of bees than any of us ever realised. And she's been able to identify them because of her observation while she's been outside, especially during lockdown, when you haven't been able to go very far. Um, Our own little patch, our own little garden has become our world and our investigative area, really, hasn't it? And sitting there and enjoying that has been one of the benefits that we've found.
0: So I think that's also really important as well in the fact that we don't need to get out a lot to be able to study nature. You know, you can actually do, we've done this a, a just a metre square and just have a look and see what's in that metre square. If you've got just a tiny patch of grass or, you know, just looking, looking, you can look up at the stars at night, can't you? And and have a look and look down. I love you see dandelions coming through the, the you know, the crack in the pavements. And there's lots of things you can do just by not going very far.
1: Yeah I saw um, someone the other day using a cloud viewer so they'd cut a rectangle out of a piece of card and then they use that to look through and then you can see what cloud is in that space and then use your cloud book to identify it and see what, what kind of weather that might mean what what those clouds are called that sort of thing that looked great fun and that's just sit down in your own in your own home looking through the window or looking up at the sky.
0: Oh that sounds lovely the other last thing that was on my little things to talk about is um recording what we've what we've done and again we're we're not massively good at doing this but you do see beautiful special instagram just lovely lovely nature journals and i think that's a very charlotte mason thing actually to have a nature journal and to push it in but again that's never worked with any of our kids so i would certainly encourage anyone who doesn't do it i certainly encourage to go and get one and I know just a book and some paints, and you know, see if you can get things other than ours. Always end up with princesses or <laughs> or, or tractors or something. Of them. Um, got a lot of failed attempts of nature journals. But but all, and another one that I did try again, which didn't didn't work either. But I thought it was a very good idea. Is actually for children who don't like a painting or drawing. Is actually do a digital nature journal, and that for some teens or older kids that might work. I thought that was a good idea, mm. um, and obviously there are obviously ways if you you can continue that uh, as again which we haven't but you know as, as they get older with with 10 a bit more but and i do think both our boys have gone into kind of science related areas sort of further down the line. And I, I just think that a lot of the observation skills that you use for nature study, you know, are just are very important for that. So never think like I did at the beginning, that it's just a bit of a, a guilty secret and, and it's just playtime. Because actually, I think it's completely foundational for our well-being, as well as all sorts of other good skills
1: we pick up. Definitely. And as we're all concerned about the ecology of our planet and the future of it, We want our children to be more and more connected with the place they live and the environment that they're in. Well, hopefully that's given you a few ideas about nature with your children and getting out there. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you've tried. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon.